Hey everybody, uh, thanks for joining with us tonight. Uh, we're so thankful to be together and to have time to uh, look into the Word of God, uh, to, to break bread, if you will, uh, with one another. Um, tonight we'd like to ask a question, uh, what, are, what, are, what are our passions? What are your passions? And, um, and out of that, you know, what's your focus? Because uh, most time um, our focus uh, comes out of what we're passionate about. So, so what are you passionate about uh, tonight? And, uh, and then we're going to share with you uh, what we are passionate about and, and what we believe uh, Christians, uh, the people of God, uh, should be passionate about. And, and if we get that right, that'll really lead us to our focus. Uh, and, uh, and focus is so important, especially when we're uh, navigating difficult times, when there's all kinds of things going on around us. Um, we've got to be able to focus uh, so that we can move on uh, through them uh, and not be easily led astray or, uh, or easily derailed or, or, or knocked off course. Mm. Um, but as always, let's get started with some prayer. Uh, let's pray together. Lord, thank you for uh, time in your word. Uh, thank you for your word. Pray that you would stir a passion within us for uh, the Holy Scriptures and that they would, uh, they would be a delight and that we would hide them inside of our hearts, uh, that they would be the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. And we thank you, Lord, uh, for time to uh, be able to get into your word. And we pray tonight uh, that as we get into your word, that your word would get into us and that it would change and transform us. We pray that you'd be with us, uh, that you would uh, speak to us, uh, lead and guide us, uh, we pray uh, that uh, we just have a life-changing time together uh, with one another and a life-changing time with you. In Jesus' yes. mighty name I pray, amen. 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 Um, well, you know, as I said, I think it's a really good thing to, for us to think about every now and then. Um, you, know, you know, what are my passions? And maybe, you know, I, I think it's a good thing to ask ourselves questions. And to ask the question uh, of of yourself, you know, maybe go look in the mirror and ask the question, um, you know, what am I what am I passionate about? Or uh, or to use like a a biblical word, um, I don't know what some of the newer translations use. It may be passion, but I know my older NIV uh, translation a lot of times for passion uses the word zeal uh, or uh, or zealous. Mm. Um, I think about uh, uh, in Numbers. Uh, 25, uh, God's, God's speaking about Phineas and, and saying that uh, it's an incredible thing, really. God speaks to Moses about Phineas and he says about him, he says that he is as passionate for my honor as I am. Wow. It's quite a statement. It but, but he doesn't use the word passion, was my point. He uses the word zeal. He's as, he's as or, or my translation does. He's as zealous. Uh, for uh, for my honor, uh, as as I am, for mm. my name, as I am. That's mm. what God says about Phineas. That'd be a, I think, a great thing for uh, for God to say uh, about us. You know. So so what are your what are your passions? Uh, what's what's your zeal? Uh, uh, and when when we identify that, um, then out of that we can identify what our focus uh, should be. Uh, so so let me tell you what um, what my passions are and what I want them to be, 
And I think that's a good thing to, mm. to identify. You know, maybe maybe it isn't exactly this, but this is what I want it to mm. be. Uh, what I want my passions uh, to be. What I want my uh, my zeal to be. And then out of that, we can see uh, where our focus uh, should be. Uh, first, um, uh, a passion. I, I think in 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 all of our hearts, if you really identify it, I think it gets twisted and and uh, and and you know deceived and polluted and uh, but but if you get if you really get down to the heart of it I think everybody would desire uh, for themselves life mm. abundant life you know the life that Jesus said he came to bring John 10 10 I've come that you might have life and that more abundantly like I think we should have a passion uh, for our own selves to have the abundant life that Jesus wants us to have if Jesus was passionate about us having abundant life, then we should be passionate about having abundant life uh, for ourselves. Um, and, and that will powerfully affect our choices. Uh, I'm not talking about like some twisted, you know, false uh, kind of abundant life, mm. but, the, but the abundant life that Jesus uh, said that He wanted for us to have. Uh, we should be passionate as people of God about abundant life, and we should be passionate about abundant life uh, for ourselves. And then certainly, we should also be passionate about others having abundant life. Uh, and this, this is one of the reasons why we can get upset about many things that go on and take place because it's robbing uh, others of the abundant life uh, that Jesus has uh, for them. So I, I not only want abundant life for myself, but I want abundant life for, for my wife and for my children and, and for my brothers and sisters in Christ and, and for everyone. Yeah. You know, there's a, uh, for, for those who are in Christ, for those who are believers, there should be a passion within us for people to, to discover, have, and live in the abundant life that is found in Christ that He came and said that He wanted us to have life and that more abundantly. And, and then... Uh, so, so I guess you could break those into two. You get abundant life for yourself, abundant life for others. And then a third uh, passion, and I'm not putting that in third place, I'm just I identifying a third one. This, this should probably be in first place. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, is that we should have a, a zeal, a passion for the glory of God, like Phineas did. We should be as zealous for His honor, for His fame, for His name, for His glory, as he is. What a powerful thing he said. Oh, that he would say that of us, that we are zealous and passionate for his glory, for his honor, for his name. So there's a passion that Christians should have for the glory of God uh, and for abundant life, the abundant life of our own lives and the abundant life of our connections, our relationships of others, of people everywhere. It, it, they, they almost fall into, uh, into the greatest commandments, don't they? You know, love God yeah. and love your neighbor, yeah. and then even as yourself, love, love yourself. Um, so, so a great verse on, uh, there's so many, but we'll just pick one here uh, that, uh, that really speaks to the glory of God and then, and then shows how that benefits us, uh, is, uh, is Proverbs 23, uh, 17 and 18. Let me read this to you. Proverbs 23, 17 and 18. It says, Do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous 
for the fear of the Lord. Don't, don't get enticed or led astray or, or zealous or passionate uh, for the things of this world uh, that, uh, that sinners run after. But always be passionate and zealous for God's name, for God's glory, for God's honor, for God's fame. And then it says this in verse 18, There is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Mm. That if we stay zealous for the glory of God, that there's going to be a future hope for us, and our hope will not be cut off. Maybe you're wondering right now, you know, Maybe your present isn't exactly what you would want it to be, and you're wondering what your future's going to look like. But if, if you change the now in the, the present, and in the now uh, you, you stop being enticed by the things of this world and passionate about the things of this world, and, and you get your passion on God and on His honor and, and on His glory, you get that happening in your present, then your future is going to be taken care of your future is going to be all right because in the now you are passionate about the glory of God. And if you're always zealous for the glory of God, uh, then, then you surely have a future hope mm. and it will not be cut off. Now, so once we identify our passions, then we can identify what our focus should be. Uh, like if, you're, uh, if your passion is, is the world uh, and the and and the, uh, the uh, deceitfulness and deceptiveness of sin and, and wealth uh, and, and possessions, then you could determine what your focus would be then. But if your passion in Christ uh, is the glory of God and abundant life for yourself and for others, uh, then that, that helps you to determine what your focus should then be. And, uh, and if those are your passions, then your focus should be our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. He, he should be where your eyes are fixed. He should be uh, your, your complete uh, focus. Uh, you keep your eyes on uh, Him and, and, and make proclaiming Him and living for Him and honoring Him uh, and exalting Him uh, your focus, then those other things are going to be taken care of. Uh, that was Jesus' passion, mm. I think, was the glory of God yeah. and the abundant life of, of others. Uh, so um, what's a... I know the Lord stirred a story within you from Scripture that really kind of shows this and gives a great example of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Isaiah, we've been studying Isaiah in our um, Bible study. We've started studying the book of Isaiah, um, the Bible study we've been doing with the, the ladies, you know, from the beginning of the year. Right, yeah. And so now we've started Isaiah is our is what we've been uh, just just started Monday reading the book of Isaiah. So today was actually the chapter was five and six that we read. And I cannot, mm. I was like, I need to spend a whole week on chapter six because right. there's so much gold just coming out of those, that, those two chapters, especially six. But exactly what you're talking about, Isaiah had an encounter with God that, uh, that totally changed his present. And then his future was just totally changed by the glory of God. Yes. You know, and so he made a decision in his now that affected his future. And Isaiah 6, 1 through 4 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. 
Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their face. Um, with two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The yes. whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the threshold shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Mm. Now this was not even this was not even the, the this was not even God that was speaking. This right. was the the seraphim. So if the seraphim were that powerful, could you imagine just the greatness and the powerfulness of God, mm. you know? And Praise so right at the beginning of this Isaiah mentions that King Uzziah is dead. Yes. So the future kind of seems uncertain. You know, the king has died. The difficult times. Difficult times. Uncertain future. Yeah, uncertain yep. future. So he finds himself in the temple of God. So, you know, when, when our, our future is uncertain and it just seems like things are kind of falling apart a, a, around us, what better place to yes. be than the temple of God? Yes. That right now, in this time, in, in the history of our country, in the history of the world, what, what God is wanting to do is bring the, the people of God back to the temple of God. Yes. To the church. He, he is raising up the church and the church needs to needs to be raised up the church needs to needs to stand and and be a place that people can come and experience the glory of God yes. because it's in those in that place in the in the presence of God that God changes everything and Amen. we're going to see that in Isaiah right here um, so Isaiah goes to the temple and he's seeking solid ground to stand on and so when he when he enters the temple he sees the Lord seated on the throne the Lord is seated on the throne. Mm. Now, King of Uzziah has died. And uh, earthly kings, they come and go. Come on. But God is on the throne. Yes, amen. He governs history. He governs over rule, rulers. And He accomplishes His purposes. Yes. And so we can say tonight, right here, sit, sitting on April, what is it, 21st, <laughs> 2021, God is on the the throne yes. and his word is being accomplished throughout the land Amen. and he is wanting his glory Amen. to fill the temple and news. glory mm -hmm. to fill his people fill his people so don't be discouraged yes mm -hmm. don't be dismayed you know because god is still on the throne isaiah sees the seraphim who are unique creatures he even describes the uniqueness of of the creatures here and they're creatures of power but they're singing one thing mm. They're singing a threefold, holy, holy, holy is yes. the Lord God of Almighty. And I, I just mentioned, you know, that the sound of their voice just made the threshold and the doorpost shake. Yes. You know, that's the kind of praise God is wanting hmm. us to lift up. You know, uh, he's worthy of a three-time holy, yeah. you know. and yeah, uh, like a, when they're united in their yes. focus yeah. and united in their praise. Right. Then things are shaken. Yes. You know, I wonder if they yes. could I wonder like on their own if they could if they could shake it or if it's or if it's like the the unity of them. Well, and you know, mm -hmm. verse 3 here says they were calling to one another. Mm. You know, oh, that's they were cool. calling yeah, to one right. another. Mm. Holy, holy, holy. You know. Yes. And so you know that unity of that was was what caused those doorposts and those thresholds to shake. God's saying right now, He wants to shake some doorposts and some thresholds, yes. and we just need to lift up a holy, holy, holy praise, get in the temple and experience His glory, yeah. and see that He is still seated high and lifted up on the throne. Yes. And uh, and His robe is still filling the temple today. Yeah, amen. amen. Um, and so 
here we see what God is like. He is three times holy. I would say he's, he's <laughs> come on, <laughs> more than three times holy. But this is what's times, being, this is what's being. What is it? What is it? Uh, th- they never stop, right? They never stop. So it's three That's times, right. times never. That's right. Yeah. Three times. Yeah. Never. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's, it's Bible math. Three times forever. <laughs> yeah. Bible math that doesn't even, that we can't even comprehend. <laughs> and his presence is so powerful, it causes the angels to praise. Mm. And then his presence is obvious to the whole world because it says the whole world is full of his glory and his presence permeates our lives. Here we see Isaiah and it's just permeating him. Um, so Isaiah 6, 5 through 6 continues. I'm going to read, read the rest of this and we'll just point out a few things. Isaiah sees this and he says, Woe to me, he, I cried. Mm. I'm ruined, yes. for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord, God Almighty. And then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. And then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Yes. And so we see God here and he's forgiving that's what the whole the whole moment there with the live coal touching Isaiah's lap, uh, lips is he's being cleansed and he's being forgiven. Yes. God has forgiven us. And here we see God calling mm-hmm. Isaiah. Amen. And we also see God restoring Isaiah. Yes. And wanting to restore his people. And so um, just this is just some things that God wants us to have passion for. Yep. That God still calls today. Amen. Even in the craziness that we see in our country, He is still calling out Isaiah's today. Yes. He is still restoring today. Yes. Amen. He is still forgiving today. Yes. And whenever we say, what do we want our passions to be? We can just look right here at Isaiah and say, we have to have a passion for the temple of God. Mm -hmm. We have to have a passion for the glory and the presence of God. We have to have a passion for praise and worship. And we have to have a passion for purity and holiness and being cleansed by the the power and the presence of God. And we have to have a a passion for the call of God that is on his people. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so just kind of help us with that passion and that focus that God's wanting us to have. Yes. Um, so many, so many great things here from this uh, story. Um, what we see here is, is uh, this seeing of God, you know, and, this, and, and focusing on Him um, does bring Isaiah to the, to the place of purpose. Yeah. To where he he recognizes you know my passions and what my focus should be and out of that comes what my purpose should mm. be as God says yeah, as good. God says who will I send He's mm. here am I mm-hmm. uh, send send me um, so as the as the people of God um, we we should be a united people uh, which which means that that our passions should unite and our focus should unite mm. and our purpose should. Unite as as those who have been uh, forgiven and redeemed, uh, and and God speaks to us because of the blood of Jesus and says and says you are 
you are cleansed and, and right. purified yes. uh, and forgiven and reconciled. Uh, and then he says, who, who will I send? And we say, yes, Lord, right. send us. Yes. Uh, our, our purpose, you know, you know, maybe in its details are different, but our, but our purpose in its, in its uh, overall uh, focus of it, uh, we should be united in that. You know? so, so we should have a united zeal and passion for the glory of God. Right, not not just you and I, right. but right. but the people of That's God. Right. We yes. should be united in that, and, and we should be uh, united in a, in a passion and in a zeal for mm. for the abundant life that Christ came uh, for us to have. Uh, we should be saying, "I want that." We should all be saying that. Yeah. I want that for myself. I mm -hmm. want it for my family. Yes. I want it for others. Yes. I want it for everybody because Jesus did. Yeah. And uh, and and so that should that should. Uh, that should lead us uh, to a, to a, a clear purpose, mm. where we're united in purpose, mm -hmm. where we have a, a like purpose, where we are uh, all on the same page, basically doing the same thing, and, and that is, you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, uh, or, or, or you can. Um, that should be a focus on Jesus That's right. and a focus on proclaiming Him and making Him known, mm -hmm. you know, because. Because it's when others come to Jesus that there they find abundant life. And when they come to Jesus that there uh, they uh, have a passion stirred within them for the glory of yeah. God. And when they come to Jesus, then they have, then they unite with our purpose yeah. of proclaiming Christ and making yeah. Him known. Isaiah here doesn't only just focus on Him. Mm -hmm. When he realizes he is in the presence of God and he, he realizes his unworthiness and you know but he says I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips like he's he almost has that like yeah. oh here here am I and here's this people that need this presence of God yes. you know yep. yeah yeah amen um, and uh, and and that's one of the things that we need uh, as well uh, is is to see uh, our need and to see the needs uh, of others uh, and, uh, and and one of the needs I think that we need to recognize that you pointed out but let me point it out too uh, that we greatly need is the church yes. that we need yes. one another I, yeah. hadn't, I hadn't thought about it before but when you were when you were talking about the seraphim and, and mm -hmm. crying holy and that they were mm -hmm. calling it out Mm -hmm. uh, to each other, there's there's this relationship that they have. I, I wonder if they're helping each other stay on point. Wow. If they're helping wow. each other stay yeah. uh, stay focused, you yeah. know, it's kind of like what we're doing tonight. We're saying it's so easy to get our passions and our focus off on other things, you know. So hey, we're we're calling ourselves and and whoever will listen and watch back to to a focus and a passion on Jesus and 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 to and to coming back to. Or, or you know, making sure we mm -hmm. stay on point mm -hmm. of proclaiming Him and making Him uh, known, and that's one of the things that should be happening in the church is we is we call to one another and right. say, hey, 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 whoa, right. you're right. getting off. It's Jesus, yeah. Yeah. right? Back on Jesus, yeah. you know. And then somebody else calls to us and yeah. say, hey, stay focused on right. on Jesus. And so and so together, then we are we are proclaiming mm -hmm. Christ and and making sure and together we're making sure that we stay focused yeah. on proclaiming Christ. And when we do that as a church, then there's a sound that shakes things. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus is mm -hmm. made known 
with volume that uh, that shakes things. Yes. Um, yes. Amen. Yeah. You, you got anything? You look like <laughs> I you do. Were, well, you were talking you, about the seraphim and they, um, you know, how they calling unto one another, holy, holy, holy. Well, right here it says that their faces were covered with two of their wings. So they're, I mean, that to me is like reverence for the Lord, but they're also can't see, mm-hmm. you know. And so they're calling from holy to holy to, to one another is like keep their voices. You know, I had you like Marco Polo, you know, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. poor example. But yeah. but it's like their, their voices of crying holy, holy in their praise, it was keeping each other. Keeping them together on point. On yeah, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. So anyway, Amen. that was just kind of a, a little thought yeah, there that I is, had. Yeah, that's good. Um, Something to chew on. Yes. So, so if if we're to stay focused on Christ, if if you're to stay focused on proclaiming Jesus and making Him known, and it, and it's so easy to get off of that, it's so easy to get uh, shifted and moved uh, on onto other things. Uh, I'm going to read Ephesians four here in just a second, which which shows us how easy. That is, if, if we're to stay focused on Christ, and not only to stay focused on Christ, but we need, we need a focus that is maturing, a focus that is, that is growing. Uh, like, you know, Isaiah at this point is already a man of God and, and, and probably has, has a vision of God, but here he sees God in, in a way that he's never seen him before right. that, that matures his his understanding of God, yeah. his knowledge of God, his his focus on on God. So we don't want to we don't want to have an infant focus, if you will, on Christ and stay there because if we do, we'll be easily tossed and blown mm-hmm. around. We want a focus that is maturing, and and we want to make sure that we stay focused on Jesus and on proclaiming Jesus. And I just don't know how you can do that. I don't I don't know how you can stay focused um, without the church, without the the other without others in your life the people of God in your life helping you and I don't know how you can have a maturing focus in Christ where you are growing in your understanding and your knowledge and your passion uh, and and your and your ability to stay fixed on Jesus mm. without the, pra- the church the praise that shakes the doorpost and the thresholds yeah. I mean that's the maturing focus yeah. you know that's right. going back to our story here in Isaiah that's right yeah yeah yes um, so let me read Ephesians 4. Uh, start at verse 11, Ephesians 4, verse 11. It was He, speaking of Jesus, uh, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Verse 12, to prepare God's people for works of service, to prepare God's people for purpose, for their purpose, their unique purpose, to, that, that fits inside the overall purpose of proclaiming Jesus and making Him known. To prepare God's people for works of service so that the... So, that, so these are... You know, he's talking about the church here. Uh, and, and, and one of the things the church is to do is to prepare God's people for the works of service uh, so that the body of Christ, the church, may be built up. We need that. That's right. Yep. We need the church to be built up. We need the church to be healthy. We need the, the church to be growing. Our, our world needs it. Our country That's needs right. it. Yes. We need it. Yes. You Amen. need it. Amen. Your community needs it. Verse 13, until, until we all reach unity in the faith 
and in the knowledge of the Son of God, a, a unity of faith and a unity of knowing who Jesus is, mm. till we all reach that and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That is, a, that is a church. If, if the church was like that, that would shake some things. Mm-hmm. That, that would, that's a powerful church. But uh, you know, when we've got a church that's not together, even in just fellowship, how can we be together in, in unity of right. faith and knowledge yes. of Christ and, yes. and obtaining to the whole measure of the, maturity, of, of the fullness of Christ and, and becoming mature? We need to be mature Christians. We, we've got to be growing up and we've got to have a, a maturing focus. Then verse 14 says this, Then we will no longer be infants. Mm. And, and then it explains what happens to, to infants, to Christian infants, uh, to, who, who are just young in Christ. And, and, and just because you've been a Christian for a long time doesn't mean that you've grown up. It doesn't mean that you've uh, matured. Mm. Uh, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Mm. So it talks about uh, deceitful scheming. This is deceptions. Uh, it talks about cunning and craftiness. So, so there's, there's all kinds of things that are going to be taught and, and all kinds of things are going to be valued and, and, and that we could be passionate about that the immature in Christ can be easily deceived by and led astray by and blown here and there by every wind that comes along. And, and this is, I don't know if this is prophetic for our time or what, but this is a good picture of the time uh, that we live in where there's, where there's yes. so many uh, deceptive winds of mm-hmm. ideas and philosophies and, and teachings that are out there. And, and they're these winds are picking up Christians yeah. and moving them yeah. and shifting them and, and, and blowing them around. Yeah. Um, and this should not be. But if we will, if we will uh, keep our focus on Christ, and if your focus is on Christ, then there's got to stir within you a passion for the church mm-hmm. and stay connected mm-hmm. uh, to the church, uh, you're not going to be easily blown around. Right? Right. Because when you stay connected to the church, there's going to be some some apostles and prophets and and evangelists and pastors and teachers and and some mature men and women of of God saints mm-hmm. who are going to you know reach out and lay hold of you and grab you and and <laughs> or or call you out and say hey 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 he's yeah. holy yeah he's holy that's right holy that's right holy come yeah. on get back in here yeah. get get back together let's get back yes. let's get back focused that you need some people in your life and you're going to find them in the church who can say that teaching is, is coming from the cunning and craftiness and deceitful scheming of men. Mm. That is not from Christ. Right. That is not of God. That direction you're being, you're being blown is, is, is the blowing of deception. It's not the blowing of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Get, get back in here. Get back uh, in line. That's going to happen in the church. If you don't have that, you're going to be blown and tossed 
right. tossed around. Yes. Uh, verse 15, instead of all that, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into Him, Jesus, who is the head, that is Christ. You see the focus on Jesus? You've got to stay focused on Christ if you're going to do that. You've got to get in the church and stay in the church. You need it. The church needs you. The world needs the church. That's right. Yes. Verse 16. From Him, Jesus, again we've got like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus mentioned here. From Him, the whole body, the church, joined and held together by every supporting ligament. Mm. By, do you catch that? Mm. By every, by everyone. Everyone is important. Everyone is needed. If you are a believer, if you've put your faith and trust in Jesus and you are not connected to the church, then the church isn't as strong as it could be. It's not as healthy as it could be. It's not growing like it should be because it's missing you. And we're not, we're not uh, able to shake things like we could shake mm. things because, because we're missing we're missing you. It's, it's every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work, as each one is connected and, and working to build the church. The church is strong and healthy and grows powerfully then, powerfully proclaiming Jesus and making him known. And, and when the church mm. is united and growing and healthy and strong and and proclaiming Jesus with a with a sound that shakes things, then what happens, what happens, this excites me, what happens is God is glorified. Mm -hmm. He's exalted and and honored and high and lifted up, and there's a zeal and a passion within us, I know it's in you, for the for the glory of God for Him to be exalted, for Him to be high and lifted up. And when the, the church is united and mature and, and growing and strong, focused on proclaiming Jesus, God is exalted yes. and He's glorified. And not only that, lives are changed. That's right. and, and the lost are saved and brought in to the glorious freedom of the children of God and the abundant life that is only found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. Don't, don't you ever look at, at, at people around you in your life, at connections uh, who, who are not in Christ and don't know Him and, and you weep for them because you, you know the abundant life that is found in Christ and you know that it's theirs if they'll just trust Jesus, if they'll just believe in Him. And when the church is united and strong and maturing, focused on proclaiming Jesus, Lives are changed yes. and brought into the abundant yeah. life that is found yeah. in Christ. And what a wonderful thing it is to be a part of bringing glory and honor to God and to be a part of seeing others brought into the abundant life mm -hmm. that is found in Christ and to be living in that abundant life as well. Yes. So, so I ask you tonight, what are your passions? Are you passionate for the glory of God? Are you passionate for the abundant life that is found in Christ? Uh, if so, then your focus has got to be on Jesus. You've got to get your focus, your eyes fixed on Him. Uh, you've you've got to get back uh, into your purpose 
of proclaiming Him and making Him known. And you cannot do that outside of the church. You cannot do that apart from the church. You've got to get connected with the church. You need the church. The church needs you. The world needs the church to be strong and healthy and growing. So, so get back in church if you're not. Uh, and, uh, and I think that's going to help, help, help uh, to uh, get your focus on Jesus and to keep it on Sorry. Jesus. Yes. Now tonight, if, if you've not been focused on Jesus and, uh, and you've kind of wondered from the abundant life that is found in Him, um, but you don't want to do that anymore, tonight uh, He's knocking, He's calling, and you can, you can change that right now. And we can pray together and you can just open your heart and put your faith and trust back in Him and your focus back on Him and just tell Him that you want to live for His glory and His honor and you want the abundant life that He has for you. Pray with me. We'll pray together and just renew our commitment to Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are life, that you are abundant life. And Lord Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. I receive your salvation. I receive your abundant life. I open my heart and I ask you to come in and be my Savior. I make you my Lord. I make you my forever passion. Help me to live for your glory and for your honor. And Lord Jesus, I know that there are so many things that can get our focus that help my eyes to be fixed on you and help me to forever live with the purpose of making you known. Yes. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, yeah. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Uh, we love you. Uh, we want for you the abundant life that is found in Christ. Um, we want you to be focused on Him and to be focused on proclaiming Him and making yes. Him known. Amen. Uh, a great way to do that, to continue to do that or to start doing that uh, is to make sure you get connected with a local church uh, that is Bible-believing and Jesus-focused, Jesus-preaching. So yes. do that. It'll change your life. Yes. God Amen. bless.